welcome to another episode of We Don't Die. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the international best-selling book called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. Our guest today comes from Phoenix, Arizona. Her name is Mary Beth Lavecchio. She is an ordained minister, assistant pastor at the Church of the Living Spirit. She's the church secretary, also on the board of directors, and the pastoral committee. She is also a certified medium with the NSAC, which is the National Spiritual Association of Churches. Mary Beth helps to facilitate the church's Tuesday night open circle, as well as their intermediate unfoldment classes. Before moving to Phoenix, Mary Beth was co-founder and board president of the Spiritualist High Desert Church. It's now known as the Reno Spiritualist Society, located in Reno, Nevada. Mary Beth has had a lifelong interest in all things of spirit, with an avid interest in physical mediumship and phenomena. In fact, Mary Beth and I are secretly working together to plan some physical medium seances at her church in September during the time of the uh, Afterlife Symposium, and we'll talk about that a little later on the show today. Mary Beth Lavecchio, a warm welcome to We Don't Die Radio. Well, thank you, Sandra. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for asking me. It's so great. And just for our listener, how this came about is we have two of the world's top physical mediums coming to the symposium. And I delightfully uh, got to meet up with Mary Beth. And so we, you know, are kind of on this secret mission to to, uh, create these seances and fill them with great people. So um, I got her email address and we started talking and we became friends and her story's fascinating. And I thought, we need to do a show with you. <laughs> hey, I'm ready. Yeah. Okay. But you have to Pass pretend away. like and you haven't. By the way, the seances aren't so secret anymore. We want people. And we come. do. So. Yeah. yeah. And, and we're, okay. we'll be talking about that. And this is a whole separate things from the symposium. So although there, there's some faces that will be at the symposium that will be at the seances, it's not done through the AREI. This is a, a separate thing, but we'll tell you about that. So Mary Beth, tell us a little bit about you and where you're from and how did you get into this world of spiritualism before we get into uh. it? <laughs> well, it's kind of a long story. Actually, I'm from the East Coast. I was born in New Jersey and I was educated in New York City. I'm a graduate of the American Academy of Dramatic Arts, but that's another lifetime ago. Um, I moved to California when I turned 40 and started the second part of my life. Um, I lived there for 20 years, and toward the end of those 20 years, um, my family started to die off. I lost my mother-in-law, my sister-in-law, two aunts, my husband, my mother, and my best friend of 43 years. Oh. Okay? Not all at one time, but, you know, every year somebody would leave us. But still, that's a lot of grief. So, yes. Yes. Anyway, a dear, dear friend of mine, who was, I always saw kind of out there, but I love her dearly, um, said to me, I want you to come to church with me. And I said, oh, no, that's okay. Um, you know, I'm a little Catholic girl from the East Coast. I, you know, that's okay. No, she insisted. So she took me one Sunday to this tiny little storefront spiritualist church in Van Nuys, California, the Spiritualist Chapel of the Flowers. I walked in. I knew I was home. Wow. The people were so open and warm and loving. This young man came up and, you know, shook my hand vigorously and said, Oh, welcome to our church, you know. That doesn't happen, I'm sorry, in the Catholic Church. Anyway, so I was taken. Um, When it came time for messages that day, the the medium brought through my husband. And this was like a month after he had transitioned. And I couldn't believe it. But I knew it was him, not so much as uh, what she said, but how she said it. I could almost hear John saying these words. So I went back every week and ended up being on their board and started to um, speak at the church. And then it came to the point where I had to sell my house in Southern California. Um, So I 
moved out to Palm Springs for six months, thinking it would be a transition, you know, a transitional time. Well, and that was fine, except there were no spiritualist churches around. I think the closest was in San Bernardino, and that was like an hour and a half drive. So I, I lived there for six months, and it was during that time that I really got into doing the Morris Pratt course which in NSAC is how you get your certificates and eventually become an ordained minister. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, and one incident that I had when I was in Palm Springs, um, my former neighbors had kind of given me their condo because they had moved up to Wisconsin or somewhere. Um, So I'm all by myself with my little dog, Jack. Jack has been my partner in most of this stuff. Um, anyway, but I had to be up early one morning for some reason. I can't even remember why. And I'm sound asleep. And all of a sudden I hear this voice, which I recognize as my Aunt Mary, who transitioned in 1998. This was 2005. Calling my name the same way she did when I would have to get up and go to school as a child. I sat bolt up in bed, looking around. It's like, what, what, where, who, you know, but I know it was my aunt. So, okay. I thought maybe it's my mind playing tricks on me. Right. Whatever. So odd thing was at the time I'm, I'm reading the Morris Pratt chapter about physical phenomena. Right. Okay. So, From Palm Springs, I moved up to Reno, Nevada. I really don't know why, since I really am a California girl at heart, and I hate cold weather and snow, which is why I live in Phoenix now. (laughs) But anyway, I move up to Reno, and I get up there, and I realize, oh my goodness, there's no spiritualist church here either. The closest one is 100 miles away, over the mountain in Auburn, California. Okay, so I'm living in a, a very nice, townhouse off a lake in Reno. And I'd been there maybe a week or two. I had a job where I would go to the homes of the elderly and cook for them, clean for them, take them to doctor's appointments, you know, just so they wouldn't have to go into the dreaded nursing home. Okay. So anyway, one morning, about four or five o'clock in the morning, I wake up, I feel pressure on my ankles. And at first I thought it was the dog. So I opened one eye, and he's on the pillow next to me, soaring wood. And but I still feel this pressure on my feet. So I open the other eye, and I look down, and there's a man at the bottom of my bed with his hands on my ankles. And I, for a second it took me aback, and I thought, oh, well, that can't be a physical person, because if it were a physical person, Jack would be up barking his full head off, sure. you know, scaring the guy to death. And I look closer, and it's a man who is dressed in colonial garb. He looked like a young Benjamin Franklin. He had brown hair tied in a ponytail in the back, and he had those little funny glasses on. And I could, I could see <clears throat> the, um, the threads and the material that he had and the shirt that he had on. So he's talking to me a mile a minute, and I couldn't understand a word he was saying. Like, so I, in my mentally, I said, "Slow down! I can't understand you." And I heard the words as clear as day. At last, you're here. And I thought, "Wow, what does that mean?" Were you so scared? I had all these questions, Mary Beth. Were not you scared? Really, okay, not really, because I knew it was spirit. Okay, okay. You know, had it been a real live person, I would have been out of my head. Okay, I'd yeah. Okay. my head off. But I knew this was spirit, especially dressed like Benjamin Franklin. You know, Benjamin Franklin, of all people? Okay. And in the meantime, he's still holding my ankles. So, <laughs> anyway, I got all these questions in my mind I'm going to fire at him. And all of a sudden, he turns into fairy dust and floats out the bathroom window. And I'm thinking, oh, my word. Mm -hmm. What was this? 
So the first thing I did was call my teacher back in L.A. And I said, you're never going to believe what happened. I woke up. Benjamin Franklin was holding my ankles. Why was he holding my ankles? And she goes, well, he didn't want to get kicked in the face. So <laughs> She's funny. <laughs> anyway, further to this, so I go to work. And uh, <clears throat> now I just moved to this town. I really didn't know where I was, so I'm going slow, and I'm looking at street signs. I pull up to this street, and I look. It says, Benjamin Franklin Drive. Hmm. Well, that's, you know, synchronicity at work. That's my confirmation of right. who this was. Anyway, long story short, um, two weeks later, I met these two people who had um, moved to town from Las Vegas, who wanted to start a spiritualist church. Okay. Um, so with with them and the help of Tom and Lisa Butler, who, whose names I'm sure you know, um, we started what was then the um, Spiritualist High Desert Church of Reno. Oh, Mary Beth? First we had... Yeah. Let me just say to our listener, if you don't know who Tom and Lisa Butler are, I had interviewed Tom a while back, but if you've heard of EVP, Electronic Voice Phenomena, they run what used to be called the AAEVP. It's now the com, but it's all about um, recording evidence via film, audio, things like that of our loved ones. And it's it's real big, so they're behind it all, and they have done so much. So, anyways, back to you. Yes, oh, that's okay. Um, where was I? <laughs> you met Tom right, and Lisa. So, yep. So we started the uh, Reno Spiritualist Church, uh, <clears throat> which then, after I left town, they changed it to um, Reno Spiritualist Society, and I understand they've had to close their doors a couple of months ago because they just couldn't make the rent anymore. So that's a shame, but 10 years, they kept it going. Sure. So once again, the closest, well, national church anyway is Auburn, California. But, um, so, you know, that was that. That's my Benjamin Franklin story. And what he was referring to, I believe, was starting the church. Because that became like my whole existence for being in in Reno. Mm, Great. Um. So um, that was that little story. Um, Now, as far as my experience in attending physical phenomena seances, um, I had gone up the hill, over the hill to Auburn several times. And when I was there, I met Rick and Jane Siebold, who were members of that church. And Jane is is a medium and a healer now. In fact, they became really good friends of mine. So she had a little table circle. And she invited me to come up for the weekend, you know, to sit in the circle. So, you know, any invitation, I'm there. Anyway, so we go, and we're just, we're doing table, and, you know, singing our hearts out, and the table's dancing all over the room. And then we decide we'll do a little, you know, meditation on the table, see if we can bring anything forth. So um, we're sitting there not really concentrating because you're supposed to let your mind, you know, run loose. Anyway, and all of a sudden, I see in the center of the table, from the waist up, about maybe 12 inches tall, an Indian, an American Indian, with a white feather in his band. Mm. He had a bare chest. And one of those uh, breastplates, you know, with the bare teeth mm-hmm. in them. And I said to Jane, do you see what I see? Does anybody see what I see? And she she was flabbergasted, of course. Right. Well, White Feather, turns out, is one of her guides. Okay. This was White Feather on the table. Jeez, I hate to interrupt you, but I just happen to think if this is somebody's first um, episode of We Don't Die Radio, they're going to think, what is she talking about, a table moving? 
<laughs> would you mind just a, just a little bit of sure. an overview of what physical mediumship yeah. is? Because it's in, and if this is your first episode, you might think this is the most bizarre thing. Um, but it is real and, and my path of exploring what's possible. I have witnessed some miraculous stuff. So just share a little bit about what, what it is and what, what a circle is. is. Yeah. And what a circle okay. is and what could happen. And yeah, you'll mm-hmm. tell it with the story with physical mediumship. Well, the best way to develop any mediumship is in a home circle. Okay. Um, and many people as part of a home circle do what they call table tipping, where you have a small table with either three legs or four legs. It has to be wooden. Um, You sit in the dark or in red light, and you sing happy songs, uplifting songs. And the table, we have your fingertips on the table. The table starts dancing. Honestly, it does. Now, physical phenomena is something that everyone in the room can see with their naked eye. If it's happening, you're all going to know about it, okay? Um, it's really one of the most fascinating things. Once you witness physical phenomena, I'm telling you, if you have, I mean, you will be hooked. You're addicted. Life. I'm an addict. Yes, yes. exactly. I often say, I, I do a little talk at church once in a while about physical phenomena, and I say, my name is Mary Beth Levecchio, and I'm a physical phenomena addict. So, <laughs> I almost said that last night on a group call. <laughs> Very funny. Well, it's true. It's yes, it, to be it an is. Addict, that's the best kind of addict to be. Sure it is. Witnessing right? the miraculous when you start. Yeah, because no, it's, it's like, nothing more that will lift your spirit no. soaring. So everybody anyway. saw white feathers. So that's an example of everybody well, not everybody, but like three or four people did. Well, that's enough. Yeah, it's not just so, one person yeah, in their mind. Yeah, there are six people in the circle. Yeah, okay. And with a home circle, you sit on a regular basis, either weekly or monthly or, you know, but it must be at the same time, every time, because you make an appointment with spirit. And they work with you from spirit side. There's a whole team that come in to work with you. Right. Anyway, table tipping is probably one of the simplest types of phenomena the easiest to do. When I lived in Reno for two years, I had a table circle. We met every Wednesday night. We had a miraculous fun time. And then we'd go eat afterwards. Anyway. Sounds fun. Yes. But I'm getting away from white feather. Okay. Back to you. So, yes, we, we see white feather. And all of a sudden, he's climbing off the table and he's standing between Jane and this young man, Brandon, who was there at the circle. Now, the reason Brandon was there was because he was attempting to learn to trance, but he was, as happens with many people, you're afraid to give up control, although you really don't give up control, but people think that's what happens, and spirit takes over your body. Yes, Well, yes. they don't. They yeah. just, you, you take your little personality and step it back a little, and they just happen to use your instrument. Right. Anyway, but in the meantime, we're at this circle, and here's this Indian. I mean, he was six feet tall. It was just, I will never forget this as long as I live. I mean, this is like, holy Moses, you know? Anyway, so, um, of course, it's funny. Everybody saw him but Brandon. Really? (laughs) And he never did. Uh He never did trance. In fact, he's coming down here this weekend, and I think later this week we'll be sitting and still try to get him to do this because yeah. he's been wanting to do it for as long as I've known him and um, has yet to take the final step. Well, he'll be so, listening to this and feel pressured to do it now. Yeah, he probably will. Tens <laughs> of thousands of people. <laughs> tens of thousands of people saying, Brandon, you got to do it. Okay, back. Anyway, but um, that was really my, my very first or well, it was my second, actually, incident of manifestation. But it's like, you know, this can happen anywhere, you know, and instantaneous. You don't have to be a full-fledged physical medium for spirit to make themselves known to you. That's beautiful. You know, so. Um, and then my last personal one, a couple of years ago after moving here to Phoenix, I got really sick. One of these flu bugs or something. I couldn't even get out of bed. A friend of mine had to come over and feed the dogs. 
right? Anyway, so I got better, and I make my way out to the living room, and I sit in my chair, and I fall asleep, of course. And I wake up, and I'm a little groggy, but I open one eye, and lo and behold, it's my mother standing in front of me. Wow. As solid as could be. And she didn't say anything. She just smiled like she was checking up on me to make sure that I was getting better. And I went, Ma! You know, I was wanted to grab her. Of course. And she turned to fairy dust and just floated away. How did she look? Exactly the way she looked. My mother died at 98 years of age. Mm. Okay. Um, but up until the last three months of her life, she was as bright and as lively as any 30-year-old you'd ever want to meet. And she looked exactly the way she had looked in the last years that she lived with me. Healthy, fine. She was glowing. Wow. She has white hair anyway, like I do. That's where I get it from. But it was almost like it was a halo around her head. You know, it was just so fantastic. I, In fact, I'm getting a little verklempt just talking sure, about it. Sure, because when you think <laughs> about it, no matter how much we believe in the afterlife and how much, mm. uh, you know, you're a medium in the minister and all that, so you right. know what's possible. But when we have a loved one that leaves us in the flesh, it's hard. And so to get that confirmation, mm-hmm. I mean, talk about lifting it, your spirit. Fantastic. And, you know, I know I feel her around me all the time, mm-hmm. you know, in my day-to-day life, but for her to actually show up and let me see her in the physical, you know, as a physical person, fantastic. even though she's in spirit. But, I mean, a solid manifestation, that's just, doesn't happen, I, you know? i got to tell you, anything <laughs> is possible. And Oh, I know. Boy, yeah. if you, those of you that continue listening to this episode, Mary Beth's going to tell some more stories because uh, we, you know, you've sat with the, the medium, um, David Thompson. Yes, I've sat with David several times. Um, the first time was when I was living in Reno. Um, he was in Florida, in Sarasota, Florida. Uh, so a bunch of us, four of us, I guess it was, maybe six, I don't know, um, went all the way from Reno, Nevada to Sarasota, Florida to see David Thompson. Very first time. Wow. And, um, I'm telling you, that's a trip. It took like 16 hours. You had to change the plane like three or four times. But we made it. We got there. That's commitment. Exactly. So, um, we're there, and it was uh, in this beautiful um, church that had they had a whole um, like compound there, um, and I didn't really know what to I knew what to expect, but I didn't know what to expect. Okay, so there were like thirty people maybe, and um, before you go in uh, to the room, you're not allowed to bring any kind of uh, personal stuff with you. No cell phones, no flashlights. You cannot have white light in a physical phenomena seance. It injures the medium. If white light hits ectoplasm, it snaps back into the medium. And I know that David has been burned several times with that happening. Yes. So that's why we always make sure that, you know, the room is totally darkened. Um, in fact, as you go and as you enter the room, you're patted down by one of the uh, one of the people, and your belongings go into a plastic bag mm-hmm. with your name on it, which is sealed and you know placed in another room um, during the seances. Um, anyway, um, so we did this, and the medium actually David will seat you where he wants you to sit according to your energy. I guess his people tell him, no, put that one over there, that one over there, you know. His invisible anyway, people. <laughs> yes, yeah. his, his people that he works with. His spirit, his spirit team. team. And Mary yes. Beth, I just want to say, too, you, you use the word ectoplasm, and 
it was very hard for me to ever say that word on this show. And then I just found, because, you know, you think Ghostbusters, you think, oh, come on. <laughs> but, no, 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 no. but here's the thing. I found out that Dan Aykroyd, who wrote Ghostbusters and used that word ectoplasm, spiritualist, mm-hmm. comes from a spiritualist family. His father... Yeah, yes. and grandfather, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's all kinds of phenomena. They held seances and stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, I have his father's book around here. Yeah, somewhere. I've got it too. It's great. So, anyways, it, ectoplasm's a real deal. Something that gets exuded yes. from the medium is something that it's a protein-like substance that is exuded from any orifice in the medium: ears, nose, mouth, your pores of your skin. And also, while you're sitting, ectoplasm can emit from the sitters as well. Um, it comes in various forms, from gaseous to solid. Um, but this is what spirits use to, like, make the form that they appear in. Mm-hmm. Make themselves real again. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And that's that's why... It's something that you you're, you shouldn't you should never reach out and touch unless you are told to do so in a seance. Mm-hmm. You must sit sit on your hands, as the saying goes. Or actually, in David's uh, seances, we always held hands with the people next to us. That's right. Whether we knew them or not. That's you know, right. You just That's right. And hold show, on for dear life. And to show that nobody's breaking the cir- the circle. Nobody is. Doing this, is not broken. and David yeah. is strapped down to that chair with a gag in his mouth. And I mean, yes. every you know, you can search the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the reasons you take they take things away also is um, there's these things called apports, which can be something like manifest into the room. Say it's a piece of right. jewelry, and if there's no jewelry in the room, you know it came from the spirit world. So that's another reason. Right, you so somebody throwing their stuff in the center of the. Or if an airport comes, somebody says, oh, that was mine. I dropped it, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways. No. So that's why we have the little baggies. That's right. <laughs> but it's fantastic. Their stuff in. Yes. It's nobody's, you know, nobody's going to steal your stuff. So you don't have to worry about that, you know. And Spirit's not going to take your wallet out and, you know, show it around the room or anything. So you're safe as far as that goes. But, um Anyway, back to the experience at the seance. Um, the very first um, one of David's spirit people that come out is a little boy named Timmy. He's like his joy guide, who even though I guess Timmy went to spirit when he was eight years old, he's been around for many, many years. So I say he's the uh, youngest 308-year-old uh, spirit that there is. <laughs> Funny. Anyway, he he manages the ectoplasm for David, and he also works with the trumpet. Well, the very first time I saw that trumpet, which is just a cone, um, they're either made of tin or sometimes even cardboard. Um, the first time I saw that trumpet, which has a like a lit band around it, so you can see it in the dark. Um, fly up in the air. I went, ah! <laughs> and I think half the people in the seance did the same thing because it's just, you don't expect this to happen. And Timmy does his little dance with the, with the trumpet and, you know, bops a couple of people on the head with it and whatever. It's, it's hysterically funny. All of this is in good fun. I mean, really, it's just, Loads you know, of laughter. There, Loads just, of laughter. Yeah, exactly. The more laughter, the better. That's right. Um, so perfect strangers, when you walk in, <laughs> when you walk out, they're your new best friend. That's right. And you all have this there look is. on your face like, I can't believe we did just you, Did you see what I saw? Witness that. You... <laughs> it's really just amazing. Anyway, so then, you know, Timmy has to, you know, cool it for a little bit. And David has three or four other people that he brings through. Yeah, I know he has a doctor that he works with. In fact, one time at a seance, this doctor actually uh, healed a woman who had an eye problem. One of our parishioners at the time. But that's, that's another seance. Great. That's but healings can happen. I mean, this is manifestations. Yes. It, 
instantly. You know, instantly, and spirit yep. can do anything. That's right. I'm telling you, anything at all. Um, anyway, finally, um, after these other people come out and talk to you and whatever, um, David's main main man, as I call him, William Cadwell, um, who I believe was a solicitor in England back in Victorian times. He's been with David for years and years and years. It's funny, he calls him Young David. <laughs> um, I mean, David is 50-something years old. But, <laughs> but when they first started their relationship, he was, he was young younger. Yes, right. yeah. Exactly. So uh, William will come out, and um, William is very English. In fact, sometimes old English. Um, it's a little difficult getting the hang of what he's saying. But what he tells you is is just magnificent. And he will go around to people. If they have a question, he'll answer questions. And he, he will say, would you like me to touch you? I've never heard anybody say no. William will either shake your hand or take his humongous hand and put it on your head. I don't have a tiny little head. I've got a big head, as some of my friends will tell you. Yes. But um, his hand covers the whole top of my head. I've had that hand on my head, too, Mary Beth. And it is as <laughs> firm. Wild. Yep. And real. And real. And, oh, my Lord, is it. I, I was like, couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. Stunned. Anyway. Um, in the meantime, we still sing little songs and, you know, what the energy up to keep this manifestation. Exactly. And then if you're lucky, um, William may bring through a couple of people who are relatives or friends who now live in the spirit world of some of the sitters present. And that is really phenomenal what can you say (laughs) that's right Uh, and the voice is that person's voice that's what gets you it's not just you know William saying it what you know it's the person if it's your grandfather that's coming to you it's your grandfather's voice that's talking to you it's it's unbelievable but it's believable have very, you had someone true. speak to you that was a family member? Not, in a, not in a physical seance. I'm always hoping. Well, yeah, and you but, you go in thinking, I hope the person next to me gets something. So you got to really send out the energy. But you've witnessed people that have gotten messages, and oh, yes. how were they yes. after oh, the seance? They're uh, almost floating off the. That's seat. right. That's right. I mean, because they know they hear it's the same voice of your departed loved one which is called direct voice, by the way, but mm-hmm. that's another form of physical phenomena. Fantastic. Um, yeah, it's just, it's wonderful. So we were actually lucky enough. Um, the butlers got to know David really well. They were a part of his um, silver cord group in Phoenix, mm-hmm. in Phoenix, excuse me, Sydney, Australia. They actually went to Australia for two years in a row to sit in his home circle. Eventually, he came back to the States, and they were luck- we were lucky enough to get him to come to the Reno Church. So um, we, I sat in physical seances there as well. Um, a couple of times, actually, a couple of years he came. And um, again, you know, Timmy, and he, he at the time was bringing through Quentin Crisp. I don't know if your viewers would remember who Quentin was. No. He was one of the first gay icons oh. back in the 60s. Um, very, very British. Um, there's a movie called The Naked Civil Servant with um, John Gilgood, I think, maybe, or John Hurt, one of those English actors, who is the story of Quentin's life. So it's not all uh, Gandhi and Mother Teresa <laughs> right. <laughs> There's regular it's people. People from all walks of life. Yep. And even people that, you know, some people may have tisked at their lifestyle when they were here. But hey, 
They're just fine in spirit. Nobody's judging them. Yes. I mean, Quentin is a real hoot. He's very, very funny. He's a very, he's a wit, as they say. Yeah, there's nothing, I don't want to say there's nothing serious about seances. When you get a reconnection of a, with a mother and her child or a, um, Family, uh, member. family member comes. Yes. I mean, it's it's beautiful and it's just life altering. But for the most part, the energy is built with singing and laughter, and mm-hmm. it's just, mm-hmm. uh, you know your your belly hurts from laughing and your yes, and face hurts that, from smiling. Me. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's like I said. Even though you're sitting next to strangers, by the time you leave, <laughs> they're your new best friend. You know. So it's it's a wonderful experience, and if any of you out there have not yet been able to sit in a physical um, seance, especially by people like David Thompson or Scott Milligan, who's going also going to be here in Phoenix, it's at least a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Yeah, it is. You have not lived until you have been in one of these seances. And it's going to challenge your mind, and Mary Beth, for yeah. me, uh, it's... I've had Scott Milligan on this show several times and the stories are just mind boggling and your our minds healthfully, you know, are skeptical, I understand. And mm-hmm. it's so easy to say it can't be. It can't be. I can't believe this. Well, it's happening in the dark. It's somebody's obviously got to put this on. When you attend one of these and you search and you realize that these are just regular people, you know, um and you you know, you're trying to look for a reason this would all be fixed and you're not going to find it. But when you experience one of these, it changes your life. It is like, if that's possible, what else is possible? possible. And we are souls having a human experience, you know, Mm -hmm. and we forget that we do forget that. So do you want to talk about what we're cooking up for uh, September? Oh, may I? Yeah. (laughs) You're my partner. <laughs> oh, actually, one more thing before yes. we go oh, to that. Yes, of course. Yeah. Um, a couple of years ago, now, I've, as I said, I've seen David several times. A couple of years ago, he was in Phoenix. Again, the AREI brought him in, and he was doing physical seances, and I was lucky enough to attend one of them. Anyway, I'm sitting there, and when William comes forth, he says, Oh, I see we have an old friend here. And he walks over to me and goes, how are you this evening, Mary Beth? And shakes my hand. I could have flipped. How would William Cadwell know who I am? That's right. He does. Mm -hmm. David's in the cabinet. David's blindfolded. David is tied to a chair. (laughs) You know, it was, it was William, you know, in his very deep English voice. You know, I can't even begin to imitate the accent. Um, you know, so that is amazing. Spirits remember you. So if you if you attend more than one, don't be surprised if you're called by name. Yeah. Anyway. It's great. So, now this year, mm-hmm. <clears throat> in September for four nights, I believe it's the 13th, 14th, 15th, and 16th of September, um, while the AREI is having their symposium in Scottsdale during the day, and um, I think a trip to Sedona one day, and all kinds of lectures and talks, and I mean, it's it's a fantastic symposium if you're interested at all in spirit and mediumship mm-hmm. of all kinds. It's really not to be missed. This yeah. is la creme de la creme that comes it, it is. It's 33 experts on afterlife research, communication, end-of-life exactly. transitioning, grief mm-hmm. and bereavement, living life powerfully. It's, it's yeah, amazing. It, it's the only place really, on planet Earth that has this kind of thing so far. And all in one place, yeah. which is just amazing. you know. And yes, it costs a couple of bucks to go. But it's well worth it. Believe me. Anyway, when I first heard that AREI was again looking for a seance space, my pastor was uh, emailed by someone who originally was in charge of this whole thing. When I heard this, I didn't even ask. I said, I'll take care of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. 
Thank and, you. Um, and that's how I got the job. However, um, our church is a spiritualist church, Church of the Living Spirit, on 19th Avenue in Greenway, Sunday service at 10.30 a.m. Um, but um, we have a space, in fact, our church, is where the um, seances will be happening. Um, I contacted the man who was um, in charge, and he, of course, <laughs> turned me over to the women who are in charge, as we all know. <clears throat> if you want something done, <laughs> ask a woman. Anyway, I'm sorry. That's just my Helen Reddy coming out. That's okay. <laughs> Got to have humor. Yes. Um, so I... Uh, Called one of the one of the girls, and um, brought her over to the church. Of course, I went over early, and I took all the chairs and I moved them around the the walls and such, so she could actually see what the church looked like or how it would be the night of the seances. And she took video and um, sent it to the powers that be, and. They were beyond pleased That's right. with the locale. So we will be having the seances those four evenings. Um, if you're interested in going, um, there is a... How do they get the form? Well, yeah, let me just uh, back up a little bit. Even though it's not connected with the AREI, meaning it's you're not going to find these seances on the optional workshops and things to do. Um, just there's, it's a very specialized thing. So we're only sharing this by word of mouth, but these two physical mediums, you might've heard me interview Scott Milligan, if you're listening, uh, he's a physical medium in the UK and he's been on the show several times. He's going to be doing a workshop at the symposium on the Thursday, he's going to be doing a trance demonstration for 90 minutes that his spirit people will speak through him and we can ask questions. He'll be doing a, another demonstration on what physical mediumship is from the past, present, and what's possible in the future. David Thompson will also be there. Uh, there's not a lot of seats in the seance room, as you can imagine. Um, it might be 30 to 40, and just by nature of me talking to a few people, the word got out. So Scott Milligan will be Wednesday and Thursday night, but he's already a hundred percent booked and we're taking a waiting list of people that would like to be in that. But, you know, I think very few people are going to cancel. So there are still seats available in the Friday and Saturday, David Thompson seances. And he is, he's the first seance I've been to. It's just, he's phenomenal. No pun intended. I mean, that's, it's <laughs> phenomena. Oh, but pun intended. Pun <laughs> is intended. But he will also be presenting some workshops uh, and a dems, demonstration. If you're, one of the attendees at the symposium, which I haven't mentioned this yet, but afterlifesymposium.org is the main website to register to be part of that conference. But he'll be doing a, a, a trance demonstration also that you'll be able to see him and his guy, William Caldwell, will be speaking through him. And it's it, it just gives me chills right now. Got goosebumps just even thinking about it because it's it's just fantastic. And then also on the Thursday, Scott's uh, workshop is more about how we can blend ourselves with the spirit world and start sitting in the power and start uh, like creating a home circle or even just sitting by ourselves to connect with the spirit world. So that's one, that's what he's doing on Thursday. What David's doing on Thursday is what it's like to be in the seance room. So he's doing a morning and an afternoon workshop where you're going to sit in a circle. It's going to be singing songs and, and what it's like. And he's going to talk about um, the seance. So he's not actually, it's not actually a seance. So if you want, and it, you know, you, depending on what day and time you hear this, uh, <laughs> um, I want you to email me. And my email is sandrachamplain at gmail.com. And on this, in the subject, write seance or seance application. And then it might take me a day to send it to you because I travel and work and I'm not always right on my 
on my phone or my computer. But there is a website I will send you a link to. And what it is, it's an application to sit in the seance. And as part of it, it's also a lot of reading for you to do so that you know exactly what happens in a seance, what could happen in a seance, you know, or you need to know that there could be, it's going to be in the dark, there, there could be loud noises, um, you know, all the different things that you can feel comfortable, like this is for me or this isn't for me. There is a charge to it. Um, I have that information on there too. Uh, you might say, ah, not for me. And that's fine. Um, nobody pushes you into doing this. If you'd like a little taste of it, you might want to sit in on, you know, like I said, David Thompson's workshop just to, to know a little bit more about it. Uh, and if it should happen that these are sold out, we will put you on a, on a waiting list. But not only that, um, in the future, uh, it is my commitment and some other people, uh, that, these mediums are back, come back to the states and that there are more of these seances and we teach more people to sit and there's going to be more circles and more table tipping and more trumpet phenomena and to <laughs> really bring this back. This, this was big back in the day and, uh, it disappeared, um, for many reasons, I'm sure. But I think it is the best and most mind blowing way to realize that life after death is real. I mean, it's great to have a medium bring through your loved one, but when you can, uh, and I don't want to make any guarantees here because there might be just one or two or none people that come through loved ones, but be open. Um, but you know, you might have had a husband who had a little beard and or some stubble on his face and, you know, you might get kissed again. You know, women, uh, women have held their babies who have transitioned in their arms again. And you know, there's no babies that came into that that room, you know, so email me, Sandra Champlain at gmail.com. And in the subject, just write seance or seance application and give me a day or so, maybe not even that to um, just send you the link. And then you read what it's all about. And like I said, even if you don't get chosen to be in the seance, I'm going to keep you on a list for when you know, there's other opportunities to sit. And then also, you know, you'd love it if you sat in on either Scott or David's um, workshops on the Thursday of the symposium, and then definitely make it your business to watch their trance demonstrations because you, it totally different personalities come out and it's, it is mm -hmm. my love to share this. So, and then what we're going to do is everybody's going to board a bus at the Doubletree Hotel, which is where the, a symposium is being held and then it's about i think probably a half hour drive or so to the hopefully yeah 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 oh, there might be some traffic to the church of the living spirit and then uh we go in and there'll be a pre-talk just to make sure you know this is something you're comfortable with and um then we go in and maybe an hour maybe two hours uh and you witness the phenomenal really so i hope to hear from you. This is the first time that we're talking about this on the show. So I have a really good instinct that um, there'll be some listeners here that will be part of the seances. Well, Yay! I certainly hope so. And then I, I get forward to, to meeting you all. And I get to meet you in person, which is so fun that we have this partnership. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, let's talk a little bit, if we could, uh, Mary Beth, about not just your church, because I, I know there's listeners here that are in the Phoenix area, but what... Right. Maybe what a spiritualist that church with the National Spiritual Association of Churches is, and they can come to expect. Because I didn't realize it that there's a great website nsac.org, and you can find where the local spiritualist churches are in your area. In your area, right? And also camps, especially in the summertime, um, they Fa have spiritualist fantastic. camps various places around the country. You can go for vacation and get a few readings, yes. you know, attend a couple of services. It's great fun. Yeah. And not all that expensive. Right. I mean, it's not resort fee time at all. That's right. So, um, yeah. Um, well, the NSAC is the largest um, spiritualist organization in, the, in America. Um, it was founded, oh, 128 years ago or so. Um, and... Um, Actually, our church is a small church, um, 
most most spiritualist churches are small churches. They're not the mega churches that you see on television. Um, our Sunday service consists of healing, hands-on spirit healing, uh, a bit of inspiration. We always have a uh, someone who speaks, and we sing hymns. And that which makes us different than any other church you'll ever go to is spirit greetings from your friends and loved ones who live on the spirit side of life now. Um, we are like a family. As I said earlier, our Sunday service is at 1030. On Tuesday evenings at 7, we have an open circle, which consists of mediumship, meditation, healing, and sharing. Um, it's only a $5 love donation, um, which is good. Um, it starts exactly at 7 o'clock because we lock the door, go into our little seance room, and, um, and do our thing. I like That's it. That's every Tuesday. Come rain or come shine, whatever. Maybe if Christmas is a Tuesday, we might put it off a week, right. but we'll be there. Yes. We'll be there. Um, spiritualism is a no-guilt religion. Um, there's no sense having guilt. There's no sense to having fear. It's a philosophy. It's a science. It tests mediums. It tests things to make sure that they are repeatable and that they are genuine. Um, and, of course, it's a religion. We refer to God as the infinite intelligence, that force which makes the world go round, and our source of everything. Now, we don't speak of Jesus as God, although Jesus was a fantastic way-shower, a teacher, and actually a really great medium. That water into wine, you think that was, uh, you know, some magic trick? Uh-uh. That was mediumship. Um, people walk into the spiritualist church, and as I said, it's like a family. You feel like your home. You know, we don't, um, we don't make you tithe. We have a love offering. We don't even call it a collection. It's a love offering. And our church tries to bring in visiting mediums who will do workshops that are held at a reasonable cost um, or individual private readings. Um, I myself am a certified medium. Our pastor, the Reverend Haviva Richards, is a certified medium. Um, we have several student mediums. Um, Every month, the last Friday of every month, we have an all-message circle that I run personally, and it's open to everyone. That, of course, is a $10 fee, but um, you're guaranteed at least one message from Spirit. That's fantastic. Yes. We have three or four certified mediums that work as well as students are there. So if you're practicing being a medium, mm -hmm. you can flex your muscles a little. If I start off giving someone a message and you pick up on something, the same spirit I'm bringing through or somebody else, you're allowed to also give it to that person. So it's, it's a fantastic exercise. Plus, it makes a little money for the church. Because, you know, we do yes. have to pay an electric bill. It is Phoenix. You That's know. right. That's so... Right. And air conditioning, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, definitely air conditioning. It's, I think it's going to be 108 here today. But what oh, else is new? My. It's summer. Yes, come visit us in the winter. Or in September, it'll be cooler by then, I promise. And Spirit will make it cooler, too. Mary so. Beth, do you do any private readings or just with the church? Well, I mostly I work with the church. Um, that's where you'll find me most mm -hmm. times. Um I don't do phone readings like many people do, although we do at the church have a list of people. Several of our um, parishioners are um, 
certified mediums. So, um, like I said, my friend Jane Seabold, janesebold.com, um, is a fantastic, fantastic mental medium and healer. Um, Thank and you And there for are that. several others. And the Reverend Haviva Richards is also, uh, also does phone readings and in-person readings. So, um, if you're in Phoenix or close by, come by and see us. Yes. We'd love to see you. Yes, and this is Church of the Living Spirit in Spirit. Phoenix. And you can just Google that, or you can easily go to NSAC. Or go on, face- go on Facebook. Okay, yeah. Go on Facebook. Type um, in Church, find of, us there. Church of the Church Living, of Living Spirit. Church of the Living Spirit, NSAC. And we're the one in Phoenix. We're not in Lilydale. So. Okay, yeah. And, and just an easy way I found you is when I typed in NAC nsac.org and there's a whole list in the country and I clicked on Arizona. I'm like, oh, there they are. And I could mm-hmm. I could click and yeah. go right there. So you can get the address and phone Although number. Although the address I think that's on there might be different. It might be the old address because a year ago we moved to um, 19th Avenue in Greenway for you I, locals. Yes. Um, so anyway, but call we're there. Before you, you can go. find us yeah. already. Wow, terrific. And I, I thought of something else related to physical mediumship. I'm somebody who is fascinated by stories. And I know there's people mm-hmm. that may never, ever, ever get an opportunity to sit in a seance room. But do you know who the uh, physical medium is, Stuart Alexander? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, I've never been able to see him because he retired there for a while. Um, I believe he's... Um, Doing a few small seances now. He does. He only does them t- twice a year. You have to be invited mm-hmm. to go. And I got it. I got an invitation for October. Oh, <laughs> I so, am so jealous. I'll do an episode of that. People have to wait. But why I'm telling you this is I had an, a wonderful opportunity to interview him. And he really? created oh. a, a CD set that is actually digital. So you can listen to it online. But it's mm-hmm. called Physical Seance Room Recollections, Wonderful Memories of Physical oh, wow. Phenomena as Told by Senior mm-hmm. Spiritualists. So these were cassette recordings, and they're not all the best quality, but that's all they had at the time was the cassette recordings. Mm-hmm. Right. But these are people that had sat with some of the biggest and best physical mediums that have long okay. since mm-hmm. yeah, transitioned from this earth. And you can listen, excuse me, or purchase the CD, but you can listen to it. And it's a couple hours worth of all these different people speaking these different stories and talk about goosebumps for two hours. It's, you know, they're telling the truth. You know, this is not anybody putting you on. And if you are interested, you can feel it in your bones. You can. You just know. If you are interested in listening to that or checking it out, if you go to, the show's main website, which is we don't die radio.com right at the very top of it. There's first of all, a link to the symposium, but beneath it, you'll see a picture of Stuart Alexander and it says physical seance room recollections. And if you click on that, that will take you to a place that uh, you can, you know, purchase the downloads or just listen to clips for free. But Oh man, it's fantastic. Love it. Love it. And then obviously that's our home base for this show that if you want to listen to any episode or, and I I welcome you to scroll through anything that says physical mediumship or um, Scott Milligan, that's a good, those are good ones to listen to, but they're Mm -hmm. just, there's some fascinating, fascinating things. And it's all on we don't die radio.com. Mary Beth, our time is coming to an end. Is there something else you want to share? Uh, you know, well, or no, any words really. of inspiration a... for our souls um, listening here? <laughs> well, I just want to say from my heart that I really do hope that some of you are able to attend these seances in September. Honestly, it'll be the best thing you've done for yourself probably in your lifetime. Mm-hmm. It is life-changing. So even if it's a little pricey, you know, I know if you're like me, a lot of you can, you know, spend money like it's water and not even think about it until the bill comes at the end of the month. But seeing 
with your own eyes and being in a room and feeling the energy is something that will, honest, honest to God, change your life. So do it. Mm-hmm. Don't waste time. Do it while you can. Yes. And if you don't make, if you don't make the cut this year, there's always next year, because we have guaranteed that they will be allowed to have seances again next year, and the year after that, at our church. You're talking about expensive. When I first found out about David Thompson, and then I found out there's a guy named Scott Milligan, and this was a year and a half ago. I looked on the internet and there's a place called Banyan Retreat in the UK. So if you're closer to there, there's a great opportunity for you to witness physical mediumship uh, more regularly than uh, what's happening here in the United States. Go to BanyanRetreat.com. But er- twice a year, they hold a workshop for five days. And they also have shorter ones. But that's how I met David Thompson for the first time and sat in his seance. And then I sat in Scott Milligan's seance. And then I got hooked. But I bought the airline ticket over there, the hotel room, the (laughs) conference. And for that first seance, even the second one, when little spirit children unwrapped Christmas presents all at the same time, and there were no children in the room. It's mind-boggling, mm-hmm, but I'm hooked, mm-hmm. hooked. So I, I recommend you check out uh, BanyanRetreat.com. And then also the medium Scott Milligan does have some online programs about physical mediumship too, and he's scottmilligan.net. So those are all the, the things I can give you. And uh, yeah, and you'd love listening to some of the things from Stuart Alexander's CD, and that's at We Don't Die Radio Show. Uh, no, we don't die radio.com. I'm just all excited. My, oh, I know. my brain and my <laughs> mouth aren't moving together. Well, it's hard to know your own name. <laughs> yeah, I know that. But in, anyways, uh, in fact, I'm on my way to the UK today. And I'm going to go to Arthur Finley College and take a course in mm-hmm. trance mediumship and then take a taxi over to the, my friends at Banyan Retreat and take a two-day course with Scott Milligan and Eileen Davies, who's a wonderful mm-hmm. mental medium. And there'll be a seance one night while I'm there. So I got lots oh. of good to look forward to. Yeah. That's just... I, to to live my life right now, it's like pinch pinch me, pinch me, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And there's some things that are not going well with my life. You know, there's always concerns about whether it's money or my day job or whatever it may be. Um, but then I just have to remember sitting in the seance room and the magic and miracles that I've experienced to remember that there's a bigger picture. I was told years ago, spirit will always see to it that you have enough. Mm. Thank you. And they do. Yeah. They do. Thank you for that. Well, thank you for being our guest, Mary Beth. Well, thank you for having me. I oh. hope you enjoyed my little stories. Uh, definitely. And I really do hope that you all come in September to see David and um, and to, to attend Scott's um, classes at yes. the symposium and David's as well. Yeah. And there's like tons of other people there as well. Tons. And, of, you know, anything you can think of, they'll be there. That's right. So, yeah, and that's Afterlife Symposium.org to find out more and to register. And if you are somebody very frustrated that you can't make it to America, then I get it. No, it's no problem. This is all fairly new that this organization is coming together and doing this here. And in time, there's going to be more things in different areas of the world. Um, there are Zoom meetings. If you don't know what Zoom is, it's an online conference site. And there are from the privacy of your own home, you can get involved with so many different things. And if you're interested in that, uh, well, we we encourage you to be a member of AREI, the Afterlife Research and Education Institute. It's only $25 a year. Uh, Nobody's going to force you, but you can welcome to come into the the Zoom groups. And if you go to victorzamet.com forward slash Zoom, there's a whole list of not only the recorded sessions, there's been lots of great speakers, but also um, 
who's upcoming and you can be live on them. And yeah, they're just fantastic. So we really are trying to get this out worldwide. But if you do go to afterlifesymposium.org, you can look at some of the speakers and you might go, oh my gosh, I had no idea that people are doing that in the world. So there's links to the other speakers' um, websites. Isn't George Nuri going to be there this year? You bet he is. He is the host of Coast Coast to Coast Coast AM. Mm -hmm. That's right. He's a believer. Excellent. He's a believer. Oh, so yes. We won't take up at more of anybody else's time, but for you, Mary Beth, thank you for being our guest. And for you, our listener, thank you for spending the time with us. As always, our home base is wedontdieradio.com. Uh, and there's so much there. So in closing, my name is Sandra Champlain, and I am always, so far, your host on We Don't Die Radio. As long as I'm on planet Earth, I will be your host. And I do believe that life is an education for the soul and that you, my friend, your life is important. You are important. You are unique. You are one of a kind. You are special. And if you have an opportunity to go to nsac.org, check out the spiritual churches, spiritualist churches, perhaps if you're in the Phoenix area or even in Arizona, make a special trip to go visit Mary Beth at her church of Church of the Living Spirit. Uh, but really, your life is important. It is. It means something and you mean something. So really want to thank you for listening and we'll see you soon.